Good afternoon and welcome to 1PM Weekly News, where we bring you the latest news and stories on climate change and sustainability. I'm your host, Nikki Ruiz Bueno, and this episode is brought to you by NextGen Clean Energy Solutions, your sustainability easy button from concept to completion. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, is facing intense scrutiny for its reapproval of paraquat-based herbicides, despite growing evidence that the products are increasingly tied to Parkinson's disease. The EPA's recent draft report has triggered significant backlash from public health advocates and sparked legal action from a union of agricultural and health groups. Concerns have been raised about potential industry influence on regulatory decisions that reveal efforts by Syngenta, the producer of Paraquat, to shape regulatory outcomes and downplay associated risks. With Paraquat use escalating in the U.S., the need for stringent regulation to protect workers and communities has never been stronger. As the EPA navigates this contentious issue, pressure is mounting for the agency to prioritize public health over industry interests and align with global efforts to restrict the use of Paraquat to safeguard the well-being of agricultural workers and communities throughout the country. Next, a comprehensive report released by the United Nations Environmental Program reveals that human activities are pushing migrant animals, such as sea turtles, chimpanzees, and lions, towards extinction. The State of the World's Migratory Species Report highlights alarming declines in nearly half of the 1,200 species listed under the Convention of Migratory Species, citing habitat loss, contamination, overutilization, and climate change as primary drivers. Recommended solutions in the report include the promotion and protection of key habitats, stricter regulations against overexploitation, expanding conservation areas, and restoring connectivity between protected zones. The report also emphasizes the preservation needs of migrant species, respecting indigenous rights of people as they play a vital role in ecosystem stewardship, and enforcing existing conservation treaties more effectively. Through intensive and immediate action, the report seeks to reverse devastating trends while safeguarding the invaluable biodiversity of our planet. Utah lawmakers are pushing forward with legislation aimed at curbing the rights of nature movement, specifically in response to various efforts to protect the Great Salt Lake, which is facing significant threats from climate change, development, and agriculture. The bill, HB 249, would prevent state and local governments from granting legal personhood to bodies of water, animals, and plants. The bill has passed in the State House of Representatives and is now moving to the Utah Senate. The move has sparked controversy, with advocates arguing that recognizing nature's inherent rights is crucial for environmental protection, while opponents fear it could hinder development and economic growth. Despite the pushback, the rights of nature movement continues to gain momentum globally, with countries like Ecuador preserving such laws in their constitutions. The debate over legal personhood for nature reflects broader shifts in how society views environmental stewardship and the relationship between humans and the natural world. While some argue that nature deserves legal recognition and protection akin to human rights, others emphasize the need to balance environmental concerns with economic interests. As the Great Salt Lake faces existential threats, including drying up due to human activities, the outcome of this legislative battle in Utah could have far-reaching implications for environmental policy and conservation efforts nationwide. 
Zofia Koller, a material designer based in Amsterdam, has spearheaded a groundbreaking effort to repurpose human hair waste from salons and barbershop into fabric for various applications that range from clothing to carpets. The initiative, known as the Human Material Loop, addresses the staggering amount of hair discarded daily in the United States and Canada, which is estimated to be approximately 32 tons. With a vision of sustainability and creativity, Collar's startup seeks to capitalize on this overlooked resource, turning what was once considered waste into valuable material. Leveraging human hair's strength to weight ratio, which is similar to steel, Collar's process involves treating the hair with environmentally friendly chemicals to produce yarn. This yarn can then be woven into fabric, resembling wool both in texture and appearance. The potential of this approach represents a paradigm shift towards a circular economy where waste is minimized and resources are maximized. Collar aims to scale up production with a long-term goal of annually producing 550,000 tons of human hair fabric by 2034, a significant contribution to the global textile market. Through her pioneering efforts, Collar seeks to redefine fashion and consumer goods and create a lasting legacy of environmental stewardship and innovation. This story of the week is brought to you by Patricity, your energy storage partner. Canary Media recently reported that gasoline is cheap, but charging an electric vehicle is even cheaper. Cars and trucks make up about 23% of carbon pollution in the US. The average price of a gallon of gas today is about $3.15, while the price of an e-gallon, which is the cost of charging an electric vehicle by an amount equivalent to one gallon, is $1.41. Gasoline prices fluctuate more rapidly and by larger margins than electricity rates. So if you power your car with electrons, then it's much easier to estimate long-term costs. If you have solar panels, then the cost of powering your EV is nothing. Not only does an e-gallon cost less than half of a gallon of gas, it also emits much less carbon dioxide depending on what the source of electricity is. The cleaner the electricity sources are, the greater the pollution reduction. For example, Vermont, Washington, South Dakota, and Idaho have the cleanest in-state electricity generation in the country, which reduces carbon pollution by around 90% compared to gasoline. West Virginia and Kentucky generate most of their electricity from coal, which reduces carbon pollution by around 30%. As renewable energy grids come online and electric vehicle prices become lower, the choice to go electric becomes more obvious every day. It's just a matter of time. Those are the latest top-line stories from the sustainability universe. Please join us again next week for a new episode of 1PM Weekly News.